Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. I'm your host, <laughs> Chad Miller. <laughs> Joining me today, Blackjack Fletcher and Chris Raybon. Oh, that was good. Uh, for those of you listening, that was not our usual Chad Doppelganger, Matt Ford. That was Antonio. Well done, my friend. Well done. Um, I try. That, that may be better than Maddie's. I don't know. It was a dead ringer, in my opinion. Trying to get close <laughs> to the mic there, buddy. I try. <laughs> that was All right. cold. So, uh, so yeah, Antonio just found out he was doing that about sixty seconds ago, because Matt Ford left him in the lurch. Wait, um, is sixty seconds longer than uh, I would last if I didn't do Roman? Or uh, yeah, you're not going sixty seconds without Roman, buddy. Cool. With Roman, all night long. Good to know. All right, so this is the favorites. I'm Blackjack Fletcher, joined as Chad Millman said. By the one and only Christopher Raybon. How are we doing, Chrissy? Full name. Full name intro. Christopher Aloysius Raybon. It's not even my middle name. It's a manual, but... I was trying to give you some degree of anonymity. I mean, why? I want to be out here. You know, I got the Roman. Ladies, what's up? (laughs) The two ladies listening to this podcast. I'm sure your girlfriend is going to love hearing that. I'm sure that the ladies will like it even more that I have a girlfriend. Listen and to this son no, of a kidding. bitch. <laughs> I love my girlfriend. Um, all right. So, um, yeah, let's, uh, let's jump in and talk about some sports, right? Uh, NBA, Chrissy. Big news of the day. Kevin Durant uh, injured last night. The Warriors are saying it's a calf strain. He's supposed to have an MRI today. Looked a hell of a lot like an Achilles injury to me. It, it looked ugly. I mean, anytime you see a guy, you know, hopping around and, you know, he does, it, you kind of worry because those are usually the, the eeriest. But I, I want to talk about the, the, the point spread because Houston's a seven and a half point favorite. And that line is skyrocketing. Right. Opened at five and a half. Yeah. And what's crazy is the last time the Warriors were in Houston, I think it opened at Houston minus one, closed at Golden State minus one. So they're essentially saying, I mean, you, the market is essentially saying that, that Kevin Durant's worth like eight, eight and a half points. Is he not? Not eight and a half. Not on that team. I, I mean, okay, but to be I fair. Mean, maybe maybe with Russell Westbrook, he's worth to be fair, 100. But. Steph Curry has played like crap in this series. I mean, he's been awful. 
He has. And three of 13, four of 14 from three. I mean, he has not been good since he dislocated his finger. Trash. Yeah, but I mean, what's... Looks like J.R. Smith. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, eight, I no, 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 no player's worth eight points. No player's worth that many points. No player? No, no, absolutely not. Eight points? That's a, that, you're you're getting close to that's eight per, that's almost like that's seven eight percent of your your total team's point like no no absolutely not maybe maybe four or five I would give KD fine but eight I think oh. you ha- like how can you not bet uh, Golden State in that spot Do you think we see Durant again in this series No Does Houston win Game Six Yes You think so Yeah I mean I think the I think the expectation was it Did you not expect the seven game series from the start no, I expected a five-game series. Houston or Golden State? Golden State. Houston stinks. <laughs> no, they don't. I mean, Dude, Houston had everything go their way in games one and two. They made twice the amount of threes. They shot more free throws on the road. Their field goal percentage was higher, and they still lost both games. Like, everything went in their favor, and they still couldn't win. Thought- Even last night, Durant goes down, and they still – I mean, they still lose that game. Like, I, I don't – I don't know. The Rockets – I think they're frauds. You know, uh, how many shots did you take in that game? None, right? Cause, cause, me? I wasn't on the floor. Yeah, well, Coach J- didn't put me in. Uh, James Harden took about the same amount in, in the last eight minutes. So. Yikes. James Harden annually disappears in the playoffs, <laughs> so what makes you think it's not going to happen again? Well, so to me, Houston is You're a team Proving that, my point. No, no, no. But li- listen, listen. Houston is a team that the same way they could kind of perplexingly go cold they could also get just as hot because that's just how they play. They rely on like high variance outcomes. The three ball, like by not taking like any, you know, really, they're they're only taking threes and they're trying to get to the hole. They just have such a high variance uh, range of outcomes that the same way they could go cold against Utah for for three games or something like that. You know, they could get hot for three games against the best team in the league. So I, I wouldn't rule them out. I expected it to go seven the whole time. And and if Houston, if this is really you know, Daryl Morey and this Morey ball, they, they need to win game six and then they need to go into Golden State and prove to everybody that they, that we, that they should have been taken seriously this whole time as title contenders. If, if you're a good team, you got to win on the road. Can I tell you my theory? I think everyone in the Golden State locker room hates Kevin Durant. <laughs> I think they know he's leaving. I think they don't care for his attitude. I think they think to themselves, we won a title without him. Now he comes here, takes all the credit for these last two rings, and he's walking out the door, going to New York in a few months. I think they come out and they bring the pain in Game Six. I think the Warriors rain threes on them like they've never seen before, and Golden State wins Game Six by 32. Do you think Kevin Durant? Who do you think has the largest spread between how valuable he is and how much he's actually liked by his teammates? Do you think Kevin Durant takes that that crown, or do you think of somebody else in the league? Mm. Like Kyrie Irving, for example, on the Cav- on that Cavs team probably wasn't. The, the Durant, I mean, Kyrie Irving's not liked by his team, but Durant is obviously far better, so the chasm is bigger there. That's what I mean. So who do you um, think it is? Like, league-wide. Doesn't even have to be somebody still in the playoffs. They could have already been eliminated. Could be Joel Embiid. <laughs> he could be a contender. No, they Speaking like Speaking of which, they like let's him. transition. That's, that's what we call a segue. That's to the Sixers and Raptors. Baseless take. Game six tonight. Listen. I have been all in on the 76ers. I am holding a future ticket for them to win the NBA Finals because in my mind, they have the best starting five in the NBA. Yes, I said Erroneous. It. I will continue to say it. Erroneous. However. Erroneous. However, Joel Embiid stinks. He is soft. He is soft as tissue paper, Chris. 
He is he's one ply toilet paper. That's what Joel Embiid is. Okay? The guy's got a tummy ache and he plays like crap. He comes walking into the arena for game five. Everyone knew when you saw the footage of him walking into the arena, this dude had nothing. Nothing. It's a joke. He's a talented, generational type player, but the guy seemingly just has no desire, no fortitude. I don't know how Jimmy Butler puts up with him. I, I just got a tummy ache listening to you say he has, they have the best starting five. I mean, they sure do. No, sure like, do. when you're, you, when look, healthy. Blackjack, centers are shooting threes. When your point guard can't even shoot from the free throw line, you are, you do not have, you're automatically the Warriors don't have a center that can shoot a three. Oh, Draymond Green can't shoot a three? Draymond Green's not a center. Draymond Green can shoot threes better than Ben Simmons can shoot free throws. That's not the point. He's not a center. <laughs> it's not, not true, though. Well, Ben Simmons can rebound oh. just as well as Draymond oh, Green. Oh, great. Yeah, that, that, that's really helpful when you're, when you're losing. Hey, you know what? You stink. <laughs> uh, so talk, me, talk talk like to the me, Sixers starting lineup. Talk to me about the Sixers and Raptors here. Game six tonight. Do we see a game seven? <sighs> nah. Sixers are at home. Nope. Uh, home favorites are... I mean, home underdogs, excuse me, are just not good bets in eh, late in the playoffs. Since 05, I believe it's something like uh, they're covering at about a 40% rate or something like that. Um, go to actionnetwork.com, get the actual numbers. I was too lazy, but This there. isn't a numbers show. This, yeah. this is a, Exactly. A, this I know is, that. I know you guys abhor numbers. Feel. So I'm just, I'm just doing this all off feel. So all you think it. Toronto gets a win? No. I, yeah, absolutely. So, I think, so. like, have you seen Kawhi Leonard lately? He's better than the entire Sixers starting five that who's, you love so much. Who's he? Yeah, the guy, the guy that San Antonio used to have. That that the, the team that's not. Oh, David Robinson. <laughs> um, all right, so that means you've got Raptors, Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals. Who comes out? <sighs> who comes out? Yeah, who wins? Who comes I, out of the East? I would say, you know, I think the, I would go the Raptors. I think Kawhi is a machine. Mm-hmm. I think. I agree. I think uh, I think that team got a lot smarter when they hired Nick Nurse to be their head coach and uh, you know to replace Dwayne Casey and I think that makes all the difference sometimes you know there's not a big edge sometimes between between teams you know uh, the Bucks are amazing you know they have Giannis they have they have a good supporting cast around him uh, there's nothing to knock about them uh, but Toronto is kind of similar you know they they have a pretty solid all around team and they're led by a superstar who obviously can turn it up. In the playoffs, and, unbelievable. You know, I mean, and he has that. He has that championship experience already. So, I mean, excellent point. Let's, let's, let's go, Toronto. They're gonna be I the like underdog. You. They're gonna I, be the underdog. I like you. I like where you're coming from with this. I like Toronto. Um, Don't you like Philly? Well, I mean, if they were to beat Philly, Chris, which isn't gonna happen, but like, should they beat them, I would take Toronto uh, and the plus sound money. Sound like John Kerry, flip flopping. I don't know. Remember that guy, John Kerry? Yeah, the guy who claimed he like fought in Vietnam and he was, was like re- a, he was reporting for duty. Was like a typist. He had he had that one good soundbite and then yeah, at the convention. <laughs> yeah, that was a mistake. Oh uh, yeah. Huh. Lesson, boys and girls, don't mess with Carl Rove. Bang bang. Um. All right. So uh, the Nuggets and Blazers out west. I mean, Nuggets are winning that series, right? That, that's kind of yeah. Dumb. I, mean, I, I I have to apologize because I um uh, I. I when uh when when the Nuggets were playing the in the first round against the Spurs, I wrote up that I thought the Spurs were a good bet to win that series, and uh, I, that was that. I apologize for that. Um, but Nikola Jokic is fucking amazing. Real deal. 
if that dude's in New York, LA, Boston, Chicago, he's an MVP candidate. I don't know how many people out there listening are Knicks fans, but I know you know I'm a Knicks fan. I'm from New York. Yeah, me too. And uh, I, I remember there was a very early in in Jokic's career. I remember watching a Nuggets game because I mean. When you play DFS, you tend to stay up and watch the late games because you have nothing better to do. And uh, I was just like, oh, my God, this dude is better than Kristaps. Like, everyone thinks that we have the predominant big white guy. Had. Had, you know, that's what, yeah. Had the predominant, you know, big white dude in the NBA. But in reality, like, this dude, Jokic, is a, is a problem. Let me throw something out of you. Porzingis or Nurkic? Nurkic. Yeah, there you go. I give agree. Me, give me... Give me Nurkic. He's a banger. I always love Nurkic, too. I, Let's like, keep talking I, I, white NBA players. <laughs> J.J. Redick, not a member of the best starting five in the league. You had to go there? Uh, I mean, you, you're a flip-flop, and I just had J.J. Redick for the next two it. years or Grayson Allen for the rest of his career. Oh, Grayson Allen's the truth, man. Have you seen? Yo, this dude at the end of the year, I mean, he was bowling. Grayson Allen's the truth? He was bowling. Truth? Grayson Allen? Late, Grayson Allen is what? If the if the Jazz had played Grayson Allen over some of them bums they played, they might have they might have had a better chance against Houston. Honestly. All right, all right. So uh, neither one of these teams has a shot against Golden State, right? Neither one. I mean, uh, Golden State uh, kicked the shit out of Denver this year. I mean, oh oh oh, you're talking about the Western. Conference. Yeah yeah, Nuggets oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Blazers. I thought you were talking about uh, the Raptors. Nuggets Blazers. <sighs> Golden State rolls. They roll them. I, I I would think five so. games six max. I mean, the, the only thing with Golden State you worry about is that they have these... Lapses. Yeah, where they just don't care. And if they, if they do that at home, and they blow a home game, what, what was that, 37-4 at home, in their home court? Yeah. yeah, but the Warriors just destroyed them this year. Yeah, but I mean, the playoffs are a whole different game. And de- honestly, Denver's regular season team was very different from what they're doing now. I mean, for, the, for, for one, they didn't play their, their starters nearly as many minutes, and they didn't have the same rotation. So I, I, I hesitate to um, kind of use that as a one-to-one comparison. I think that Denver is a different team in so the playoffs. So instead of losing by 30, they lose by 12. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm not a big Denver fan. I'd pick them to get to bounce in the first round, but okay. I'm saying, like, I wouldn't count them out if – because Golden State is known to blow, to stop caring if they blow a home game, especially if Kevin Durant is out for an extended period. Let's say he's, let's say he doesn't come back for that, for that, for whatever series, you know, the, right. the, the conference finals, and they blow a game at home, and now you have to beat Denver at home in one of three games. That's not a, that's not a guarantee. I mean, this, again, this team went thirty-seven and four, I believe it was, at home. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I would guess the value would be on Denver if we're if the odds open and, and we see the odds and, and and they come out and I would I would think that the bet the smart money would be to bet to bet Denver. I, w- I would just think. Wow, I, I would disagree because I think it's basically lighting your money on fire. Um, I don't know about that. I mean, you know, the Warriors shit are, happens. The Warriors are. <laughs> if you're making a bet based on shit happens, you probably shouldn't make the bet. Also, that explains your record in the app. It does. Yeah. <laughs> I'm impulsive. No, nah, I mean, I mean, yo. All right. I am remember, remember when the Warriors lost to the Cavs? Kevin Love was defending Stephen Curry on what turned out to be the, the key play in the game. So don't tell me that you know anything can't happen in NBA play. So your your philosophy is the Cavaliers were so historically bad outside of LeBron James that we don't really know how good the Warriors are. No, I just wanted to bring it back to, to big white guys doing, doing good things. Yeah, yeah, let's keep talking white guys. Um, 
All right, so let's let's move past the finals into my favorite part of the NBA season, which is the off season. A lot of free agents out there, Chrissy. Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, Kemba Walker, got Zion Williamson and John Morant in the draft. How does all this shake out? <sighs> Start uh, with Kemba Walker. I mean, or BX stand up, Kemba Walker all day. Um, I, I think that Kemba... I mean, how, how, how good do you think Kemba is compared to Kyrie? Let me ask you this question. We were talking about this in the office today. You're a Knicks fan. I'm a Knicks fan. Would you rather have Durant and Kyrie or Durant and Kemba? Durant and Kemba. That's what every one of us said. Because, because Every single one of us said But that's just me that. being biased because I'm from the BX. I don't know if that's... Okay, if take that's... that out of it. Look <laughs> at them as players. Are you telling me you wouldn't... I think Kemba Walker's a better fit. Uh... I think Kyrie's the better player. I think that. Kemba's, I don't know that he is. I, I think he is. I think you want to talk soft? As Matt Ford described him, he's precious. Kyrie is precious. Kyrie's not. I, Kyrie. I, all right. So here's the thing, and and we talked about this a little off air. Every only one team can win a championship, right? In any given year. Those are the rules. Yeah. Right. So, where do we draw the line between, you know? What a player before we let a player off the hook. Like, what is Kyrie's expectation? Does he have to get to the finals every year for us to say, okay, he had a successful season? Is it the conference finals? Like, what is it with Kyrie? Because at the end of the day, I mean, Golden State's probably going to be in the finals, and you know, there's only going to be one team in the East. And is, does Kyrie have to be in the finals for his season to be considered a success? Because I think we've learned Kyrie Irving is uh, something of a uh, thinker. He has a lot of. Uh, different thoughts that float around his head, and I believe he's probably a follower of the philosopher uh, Ricky Bobby. Uh, <laughs> if you're not first, you're last. So I think that's his mentality, which so I like, but also he's not good enough to be first by himself. So never, sh never should have ran away from LeBron, Kyrie. But is that is that true, or is that just... A reality of the fact that only one team is going to win a chip in any given year. Because well, that is though that is the way sports are structured, right? Yes, but it's like only one exactly. Champion. So it's like, is it? Are we just overreacting to the fact that Kyrie's team got bounced? Are we overreacting, or is he overreacting? Because he seems miserable. That's true. He seems miserable everywhere he is. That's that. That's so. A maybe he's maybe he's the next Jimmy Butler. Maybe <laughs> he's just perpetually unhappy. Nah, because you see, the thing about Kyrie Irving is he could actually shoot. Oh, don't give me that, all right? I'm, I'm not going to have you sully the good name of Jimmy Butler, also a free agent in this class. Do you realize that you like the, the whole Sixers starting line? None of them could shoot. I don't like Joel Reddick. Embiid. The only player that could. Yeah, Joel Embiid's a center. He's the second best shooter he on the He stinks. Ugh. Tobias Harris? Tobias Harris can't yeah, shoot? He's, he's all right. He's all right. Now, I, I mean, that was a key move for them. But that's the whole thing. What, they needed to acquire Tobias Harris to be what Jimmy Butler should have been. He's a free they, they, he God, needs, there's so many free agents. He needed to be where Jimmy Butler should have been. It's not – whatever. All right, where does, where does Kyrie land? I mean, where does the Knicks uh, – Do you believe sounds, I hesitate to believe anything positive about the Knicks, and I don't even know if that is positive. But, I mean, the, the way the, title, the Knicks title odds have been climbing. Ooh, sixth best in the league? Right, that's almost absurd. Woo! Is that – Hasn't been that high since 1999. Is that a sucker bet? Oh, it's absolutely a sucker bet. It's got to be a sucker bet. Listen, the Knicks <laughs> could sign Durant, Kyrie, draft Zion Williamson, 
and two of those ACLs are getting blown within the first three months of the season. There's no doubt about it. Who would you rather bet on? The Knicks with Zion, Kyrie, and KD, or the Thunder? Two hundred two. The Knicks. <laughs> I can't. I mean, listen. Westbrook. Listen, we've seen. Uh, I Russell Westbrook might be my favorite player in the NBA right now. Same. I love him. I love everything about him. I love his attitude. I love his approach. Um, but yeah, that didn't happen in Oklahoma City. I don't Not know. unless something drastically changes. I don't know about his approach because I feel like it, after we've seen like half the centers in the league develop a three-point shot overnight, the fact that Russell Westbrook still shoots like 29% yeah, I mean, that's is a problem. A, that's, that is a problem. But, I mean, he, he deferred a lot more this year to Paul George than he did in the past. I mean, he uh, he let the other good player on his team score points too. That, well, that's not really, really a thing you give him credit for. I mean, who else was? What else was he gonna do? He can only score so many points. He wants his ten assists. All right, he wants those triple doubles. He God sure damn it! Does. And, and he fucking, sure does. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Terrence Ferguson is not getting them for him. No. So all right. So that's uh, that's that. Kevin Durant. Nick. Is he a Nick? You know, I, am I crazy? But I, that doesn't feel that realistic to me. Like, you know, it doesn't. Here's the thing, right? I, I don't get it. Like, I don't understand it. I don't know why you would want to leave. If you just break this down aside from, like, a basketball thing and just look at it as an employment thing. Right. Why would you want to leave Cali? You want to leave a better place with better coworkers that can offer you more money to go to a worse climate with awful co-workers and an awful boss probably the worst boss in your field for less money i don't get it i don't get the move but everything seems everyone you talk to everybody says this is happening durant's moved his companies here his his business manager moved here everything seems to be pointing to the fact that he wants to come here maybe he's trying to rectify the perception of his reputation that he joined Golden State for these rings. And if there's one challenge in the NBA, it's resurrecting this dead-as-a-doornail franchise in New York City. I mean, it, it feels like it's happening. We'll see. I mean, I think there's – we don't know what this year still has in store. I mean, let's say he doesn't play again in the playoffs this year. Like, let's say his injury is – like, does that change his decision at all? We don't know that. Like, there's a lot of things still – It feels like a fait accompli. What? Does it not? I don't know what that even means. It's a little French man. for you, yeah, buddy. Yeah, that was bring bring culture to this son of a man. bitch. I okay. um, <laughs> it feels predetermined. It feels like it's happening. <sighs> if he doesn't come here, the disappointment with Knicks fans is going to be the same I, I mean, as it's I always been. Because no, it, no, Chrissy, it'll be worse than it was. I mean, Knicks fans are at the point where they expect Kevin Durant to be here. That's silly. I mean, I, I agree with you, but... We didn't expect so LeBron silly. to be here in, so in 2010. Like, we hoped it, but we didn't expect it. It's so silly. I, I just... I, I'm, I'm with you. I just think that... Like, I'm, I'm trying to make this move to Cali. I don't understand why KD would want to leave. All right, let's talk about the most important free agent of all, Jimmy Butler. Where does he wind up? <laughs> I think it's still to be... I mean, I think he could land up on a random team like the Mavericks or something. Like, I don't yeah. think it's... I, I think he's not going to be... Clippers, maybe? Yeah, like, he's not going to be the in-demand guy, and so, like, do I think dominoes mm. are going to have to fall. What about LeBron strikes out and Jimmy Butler is his consolation prize in L.A.? I could see that happening. That won't work. I could see that happening, but, yeah, it's, 
like, the whole thing with Jimmy Butler, he's not a good shooter. What's going to happen the first time Jimmy Butler barks at LeBron for like lagging behind on defense? I mean, I don't think LeBron gives a fuck anymore, so. Yeah, but he still, <laughs> I mean, still runs shit. The, the thing about the Lakers is that no one really gives a fuck. I mean, Magic was like, yo, fuck it, I'm out. He ain't even cold LeBron. LeBron chased <laughs> Magic out of town. He chased Magic Johnson off the Lakers. Oh. Think about that for a second. Magic Johnson took that job, did one season with LeBron, and was like, I'm out. Magic was stressed. Before we get back to the show, Chris, let's talk about something truly difficult. Guys are terrible at taking care of their health. Whether it's a knee injury, bad back, or something worse, guys are usually more comfortable rubbing some dirt on it than seeing a doctor. But there are some things you shouldn't rub dirt on. One of those things is erectile dysfunction. Studies show 70% of guys, including Chad Millman, who experience ED, don't get treated for it. Thankfully, Roman has created an easy way to get checked out by a doctor and get treated for ED online. Roman is a one-stop shop where you can chat with a licensed U.S. physician who can treat ED and, if safe and appropriate, ship medication right to your door. With Roman, there are no waiting rooms, no awkward face-to-face conversations, or uncomfortable trips to the pharmacy. You can handle everything discreetly online. All you have to do is visit GetRoman.com favorites. Complete an online visit, chat with a doctor, and if the doctor decides it would be safe and appropriate, they'll ship genuine medication right to your door in discreet, unmarked packaging. Guys, do what Chad Millman did. Go online and get checked by the doctor. Erectile dysfunction is a problem that guys don't tackle. But with Roman, it's really simple. So take care of it. For a free online visit, go to GetRoman.com favorites. That's GetRoman.com slash favorites for a free online visit. GetRoman.com slash favorites. Get Roman. Get hard. Let's talk some hockey. So we've got our conference finalists uh, set. The Boston Bruins are taking on the Carolina Hurricanes and the San Jose Sharks taking on the St. Louis Blues. Who do you like in the East? I think... I think you got to go with the Canes, man. Like, I'm not even a big... No, 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 no. Why not? Fuck that. So you the Bruins. Just, you just set me up. Listen, the Bruins, I think, are the team that brings home the Stanley Cup this year. They are a perfect blend of old, young experience and athleticism. Their goaltender has been there, done that. The team is just, this is the first year in the last few years where the Bruins have been in the playoffs and they've been healthy. They haven't been missing key pieces. And it's shown. I mean, they, they, they've looked really good in the first two rounds. Carolina's a nice story. Um, you know, they're kind of that... I, I guess some people find them lovable. I don't particularly enjoy hockey in the Sun Belt, so it's not really my thing. Um, but they play great defense. I think Boston is just too well-rounded to lose to, to Carolina. I think this series is probably six games and done. I mean, here's my thing about hockey. You know, I'm. it's probably my fourth... Sport, you know, I, I pay more. I pay the most attention to NFL, NBA, than than probably baseball. But the thing I learned about hockey is that it's incredibly hard to predict, and no one really knows what they're talking about. Like you could be right about your your analysis, and this and and the, and the actual outcomes still go the opposite way. So that just inclines me to take the value on the dog. I just don't think there's value because I don't think they can win. 
If but you but that's look, my point. You, you don't think they could win, but if you want to look out knows? west, if see now if you had that approach <laughs> in the West, I would agree with you. Because I think that series is a toss up in large part because the Sharks goaltender stinks. <laughs> Martin Jones is the fucking worst. Um San Jose is the better team, but St. Louis, even though their goaltender's a rookie, has the better goalie, which evens it out. So I, I, that one, I wouldn't fault you for taking plus money on St. Louis because uh, I think Martin Jones is going to give you two games in this series. Yeah, I've actually bet some, uh, some unders on his, his saves and one. So, yeah, he, he's kind of shaky. but he, uh, He's so Jekyll and Hyde. But the crazy thing about St. Louis is on January 1st of this year, St. Louis was the worst team in the NHL. And since that day, they've been the best team See what in the I mean, NHL. though? Like, a total and complete 180. And that's the same thing with, with even goalies. Like, they're really hard to predict from, yeah, streaky. from night to night. You know? So, I mean, I have, I have a Sharks future. It's the only future, I the think, only NHL future I have. And I, I bet it, like, strictly based on, on metrics. I actually wanted to ask you this. Do you think that... Do. <laughs> do you think that when you're betting that watching games actually helps or it, it kind of just lends to, to biases that maybe you wouldn't have if you were a little more detached? I think it depends on the sport. Um, I think hockey, it helps to watch. I think in baseball, you don't have to watch baseball to bet baseball. Right. I, I, I really don't. I don't think you need to watch it. Like You, you don't need to watch Paul Duca go 0 for 4 to know he's going to go 0 No, 4. obviously not. Listen, you see a guy stepping up in the two-hole and he's 5'7". <laughs> You know what you're dealing with. Um, now, I agree. I think I, I so I feel that way about any uh, NFL to some extent. Like, you know, there's like a big debate in the NFL community about stats versus you know film and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, you know, I, I, everyone knows I'm a big guy, big numbers guy. But I mean, I watch every game, and I found that it just really helps a lot to kind of clarify things that might take hours and hours to figure out if you were just crunching numbers. So I mean, NFL. Well, yeah, one, because I mean, a, a lot one. of times in the NFL, you can see. You know, maybe a team gets out to a big lead and then the other team is just doing whatever they want offensively and it could look like they're a very potent offense when really defense is giving them whatever they want. You know, so it does help to have context to things. I think in baseball there's generally very little context. I mean, it is what it is. Um, because it's things you can't even, even by watching it, you can't really see. It's like the the, the numbers are, are more illuminating a lot of times, especially yes, with these advanced right. ones. Then, you're right. I mean, you can't see exactly, like if you're watching a game, okay, this is all of his hot zones, and this is exactly how hard he hit the ball. Like, you know, like you can't see that the same way you can the way some of the the, the numbers kind of show you what's really going on. So I think baseball right. is a big stats stats sport. All right, so that's uh, hockey talk. Uh, what else we got? Um, baseball. I mean, you want to talk about baseball? It stinks. Yeah, not really. All right, good. Um, NFL. What else? Ooh. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna break something up here that we're gonna disagree about. Oh boy. The Arizona Cardinals. Oh, yeah. The Cardinals stink. Cliff Kingsbury stinks. He's in over his head. He's got no fucking idea what he's doing. Mm -hmm. He drafted an undersized quarterback who I will give you has talent, but is behind an historically bad offensive line that they did very little to address. (sighs) And he is going to get that kid killed. Cliff Kingsbury over under... 22 games as head coach of the Cardinals. Over. Easily. Under. Man, so here's the thing. And, and it, like, I know we joke a lot about this, but to be serious for a second, like, the, the problem is that in the NFL, it, there's a lot of nepotism that goes on. There's a lot of, you know, you know NFL lifers, you know, putting other NFL lifers in, in positions of power. But in reality, 
um, and Jim Schwartz talked about this. It's when you're looking for for for, for good coaching talent, you you want to start to look at the, the the coaches that aren't just the, the guys who have won the most games at the biggest programs because those are the guys that it's it's easy for them to get talent. It's easy for them to to recruit guys because just based on a program. But you want to look at a guy like a Kingsbury who maybe his team was was average or, or below <laughs> average, but his offenses were top of the uh, of in the nation pretty much every year. And the reason is that when you have a when you're running an air raid offense. You're just no one takes your defense to you. You're not recruiting good defensive players, and your defense is going to stink. And that then you you go five and seven or whatever. And the perception is that you're a bad coach. When in reality, you have a, a lot to bring to the table. And I think that the NFL is slowly starting to realize and changing. I think the the, the Murray selection number one just kind of proves that um, the, the thinking is kind of sh- slowly shifting um, to to be a little sharper. So I, I think that you can't you can't look at Kingsbury and say, oh well. Oh, he had he had a five and seven record last year. No, I'm not going by his record. Uh, and, and, I'm, I'm and going I, by the fact that he's a vapid human being. What, what, in what sense? Have you ever? Can I ask you a question right now? Do you know what his voice sounds like? Yeah, I mean, do you? Yeah, because for like, a long yeah. time I have no <laughs> idea what his voice sounds like. Uh, and I heard him talk, yeah. and the man doesn't have anything illuminating to say about anything. When you watch Sean McVay talk, you're impressed by him. He has a command of a room. He feels like he knows what he's doing. Cliff Kingsbury doesn't. Yeah, he looks like a deer in the headlights. That's the whole thing. But yeah, like, and that roster, Chris, is a bad roster. I, don't, I, I actually disagree. I think that I think the roster is underrated. First of all, you have you, you know you you draft you, you drafted a corner. You might have a, a, a better corner opposite Patrick Peterson than you've had in a while. The defense was never actually bad to begin with. Um, the the real issue last year was that and 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 this is a kind of a sidebar to everything that's gone, not just with Kingsbury and, and Kyler, but just the Giants and, and the Redskins and Haskins and, and everything. Like, let me ask you this. How good do we, do we think Rosen is? How good do we think Darnold is? And how good do we think? Because, like, you know, really, that Cardinal offense, I mean. Nah, Chris. Chris, it, it, Chris, that line was awful. I don't think we have any handle on how good Rosen is. Coming into the yeah, draft I agree. Last the line year, was awful. Coming into the draft last year, I thought Rosen was the best of the bunch. Obviously, that's not the case because Mayfield. Wait, over Mayfield? I thought Mayfield coming was into like, the draft. But see, that's what I'm saying. Why, you got to pay attention like, because I think like there is uh, amongst the community that that I I would say like know very well. Like everyone was pretty much okay. Mayfield is the is is the truth, and then it was like who's the second best? So, like there wasn't even a question. So it's like, that's why I'm like, when people start to say, oh, I don't know about Kyler, I don't know about Kings, it's like, yo, this is kind of a foregone conclusion that this dude is going to have success. It's more, how much is he going to have? Like, I think that people are just behind the curve if you're still out there doubting that this is going to be successful. Like, the air raid offense is not just some, like, gimmick offense. Chris, you're right, but you've got to have the pieces to make it work. All right, so, but, all right, so, so to me, I feel like from the outside, all right, what do you, you think that, I think their line is awful. But, they signed a few veterans. They, first of all, they they got they they had bad injury luck last. So it's like they oh, had guys they, didn't they had guys like Justin Hugo down. They didn't draft line, but they got, the they got they got Marcus round. Gilbert. They got they got Jarris, they, Like they got veterans. Like that we've seen this over and over in the NFL. Like year to year, you know, a line you can Justin co- Pugh is you, the answer. You, you can problems? cobble no, but here's the thing: you can cobble together a decent. Well, I'm not saying you're gonna have the best line in the league, but first of all, you got to remember that this is an offense that makes. It's the, the reads are simple. The reads are quick. You're not holding the ball and being desperate. Like Josh Rosen was a guy who you know he, he he has a little bit of ability to move around, but he wasn't really doing that in Arizona. He was generally a pocket quarterback, and so he's going to make the line look worse than it is. And you got to remember, like like for example, 
uh, Peyton Manning uh, throughout his career, Tom Brady even now, like his lines are only going to look so bad because guess what? Those dudes just know how to get rid of the ball. The air raid offense helps you get rid of the ball. Like, you know, so it, the, even if they have a terrible offensive line, it's going to be minimized more so than it was with Rosen. And I think with, with the veterans they signed, I think it's an okay offense. I don't think it's bottom five the way it was last year. Any line has the potential to be bottom five because you're talking about 6'5", 280-pound dudes that are falling on each other's knees all day. They easily, you, anyone could get you hurt. You don't have great wide receivers there. I, I think Christian Kirk is going to be is okay, have a huge breakout. But you're projecting that. You haven't seen it yet. Well, yeah, but but this is how you this is how you go. And then about, who else you got? Who else you, you got? You have Chris? Larry. You have Isabella, who is a, a monster. All right, Chris. He is a Chris, monster. Chris, when is Perfect the last for that Chris? Perfect. When is the last? You have time, David Johnson, who can put up a thousand yard season at running back. When is the last time a rookie wide receiver made an enormous impact? Uh, like five times in twenty fourteen to start. For, That's <laughs> five years ago. But like, what, like what you're taking like specific like I'm not saying Isabel is going to be amazingly. Chris, like he's you just make, said he's a fucking beast. Yeah, I did, and he is. But I'm not saying like you're Andy Isabella. Yeah, monster. Okay. Listen to that name and tell me that's a beast. But all right, but see, you mock it now, but then there's people. Sounds like a guy that people, works on South the, Beach. The, the, the real sharp people are going to be making money off him all year, and yeah, and y'all gonna be out here. Oh, I don't like this Kingsbury guy. He's like, a moron. Uh, okay. We'll see. We'll see how it goes when the games start, right? See how it goes. New York Jets make the playoffs? No. I think they could. So the, so, so the AFC East, you have the Patriots every year, and then you have, a, you have what I call shotgun AFC East, yeah. which is like the second best team. That team to me is, is the Bills. Oh, don't tell me. I'm a Bills fan. Don't tell me that. It's not true. Wait, you don't. You don't it's not true. I, I, I have a lot of respect for what they're doing now. The so. Bills running backs are combined like 128 years Black old. Jack, black running backs don't matter. You just told me David Johnson mattered. Yeah, as a receiver. Josh Allen, I'm not in on. Why? I don't think he's any good. I think he's better than Rosen. He's going to complete <laughs> 54% of his passes. You don't, all right, tell, all right, wait, wait. That shit doesn't work. Wait, 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 wait. First of all, are you telling me, are you telling me that Josh Allen didn't exceed your expectations last year? No. Really? Interesting. No. You, I, I will give him, he was much more athletic than I, I anticipated. As a passer, I think he's not good. But, all right, do you remember a, a guy by the name of a Cam Newton that was similarly inaccurate? Cam Newton ain't ever won shit. Yeah, but my point is... Cam Newton made a business decision in the Super Bowl. <laughs> he did. Okay? He did. I, yo. So your comparison to Cam Newton, first no, I mean, of all, Josh Allen... I'm not saying Josh Allen's, Josh Allen's ceiling is a, a very, very poor man's Cam Newton. A homeless uh, man's nah, Cam Newton. I, I disagree. I think Josh Allen's ceiling is Cam Newton. Not, not Absolutely not. Tell me this. Tell me this. Tell me this. Is Josh Allen's ceiling, based on what we saw in year one, is Josh Allen's ceiling not higher than Josh Rosen's? It's higher than Rosen's. Well, what, what, what hold, be, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's potentially higher than Darnold. I mean, hold I, on, I like Darnold. I think Darnold's going to be a better passer than him. I'm not going to say his ceiling is yeah. higher than Rosen's. Uh, but his, it is! No, no, hold on. His floor is higher than Rosen's. Ah, interesting take. I yeah. mean, well, that. So, do you think that's just because he's mobile in general? Yes, I, oh, I, I agree. His with athleticism you on that. will keep him around. Josh Rosen, I think, could be very, very good, but he also could be really bad and be a bust and be out of the league in three. I years. think that's a good point. I don't think Josh Allen's out of the league in three years because he's a guy that teams will want to take a chance on. He's very athletic. I, I think that that is a good point because I think Thank you. The, the the Giants got the Giants got a uh, mocked 
for, for Daniel Jones. And I think there was a lot of problems with, with that pick. And I think uh, John Mara probably Awful. had a lot more to do with it than, than like David Gettleman gets a lot of heat, but I, I really think he's kind of a, a puppet. Yeah, puppet for Mara. Um, and, and I think like Mara needs to catch the, the smoke too. But um, I, I think the one sharp thing about that pick was that at least he could move. Like, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, the guy could move. Like, like Dwayne Haskins, contrary to what Stephen A. Smith may statue. think. Statue. And I, I just don't like, like, you have to be really good. You have to be better than you used to have to be to be a statue in the NFL these days. Yeah. It's, it, nobody yeah, is. Right. You know, so that's the one thing. I'm, like, and that's why I say, like, Josh Allen, for all his so-called deficiencies, I mean, he was, you know, he was decent last year. I don't think he was like, I don't think he showed anything last year that would make you say, I want to see zero more of him and I want to come bench him right now and I never want to see him start another game. No, for no, I, I don't agree think, with you. I, and, I agree with you. Right. And I think, and I think Josh Rosen was a lot closer to that. Even if he, he makes, he could make a huge year to jump and that's fine. And, and I think he might do that. We don't know. But um, I, I just think that Josh Allen right uh, now still like the jury's out and he might have the highest ceiling of all of the non-Mayfield passes in that class. You might be right. He might. And, and and by the way, Robert Foster is the is the truth. I like Foster. Rob, like, I like Foster. He he caught so many bad breaks at Alabama, um, but there, there's dudes out there that have said like I would rather I would rather d up uh, Amari Cooper than Robert I think Foster. Beasley will help his completion percentage, giving him that. They hope because I I think that I think that he's just not even going to look at Beasley. I mean, look, he, <laughs> he, he he has to. That's the only reason he's there. I think Beasley is kind of an indictment more on, on Zay Jones, honestly, because I think mm. I think you're going to have. Well, Cole Beasley's never been photographed running around naked in a hotel. So. <laughs> I mean, because like think about it, you know, Zay Jones was kind of that inside outside guy. You know, you're, you're going to put Foster on it. He's going to be one of the top. You go and then they signed John Brown, which tells me that they yep. want him on so who's really the odd man out there it's, it's zay jones because zay jones could play in a slot and he probably yeah, would have right. if they hadn't signed. so i think you know and if you look at like robert foster had a 22.9 yard average at the target last year and he caught 61 percent. josh allen completed 61.9 percent of his passes to foster that is absurd for an average at the target that far like Watch out wow. for this dude, man. So he was good to foster and really shitty to everyone else. Well, no, his his teammates were just. I mean, yo, he was the ghost of Charles Clay. Uh, some dude named Jason Croom, like ten receivers who probably aren't even in the league anymore. How good a coach is Sean McDermott? Very to get that Excellent. team to play that well. Oh my god, that's why. That's why I said the Bills are shotgun in the AFC East. Like every year, like there's no. They had no business making the playoffs in his first year. No business. No. None. Absolutely not. I still wish they kept Tyrod Taylor. I like Tyrod Taylor. He's horrible. Antonio has given us a fictional $100 to wager. You mean Chad Millman? At, uh, yes, Chad Millman's doppelganger, Antonio. Uh, Chad Millman's Mexican doppelganger. Uh, has given us a fictional $100 to wager. You said Mexican like you had a problem with it. No. Statement sure you, of fact. You're Mexican. So you don't want to build Mexican a wall Mexican. in front of Antonio? Cuban. Fuck oh, up. my God. I'm terribly sorry. <laughs> See? Uh, all right. So let's go to the last segment. Um... Antonio has given us a fictional $100 to wager with. If you were to have that money in your hand right now at a sports book, where would you bet it? Uh, the nearest prostitute. Because <laughs> it's always a bet when it's a prostitute. Take three. <laughs> Antonio's handed us a fictional $100. Let's pretend you're in a sports book right now. What are you betting it on? Hmm. I think. Well, first, I think I'm definitely going with. I'm not going with any futures or anything like that. No, no. Li- live action in the yeah, next couple yeah, days. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I think. Hmm. I think I would go with with the with the Nuggets 
on a road because I think you're getting good value there. And I think that, you know, if you look at Portland under under Terry Stotts, um, you know, coming off a loss even, they, they're covering, I, I forget the exact rate, but I, I mentioned earlier it's like 30%, 40%. It's terrible. Um, and, and so I, I just I just don't think they have an answer for Jokic, so I bet on them. And I'd probably bet on the uh, on the Toronto Raptors as well. You know, if you, and if you look at home underdogs, which the Sixers are, um, in game six or sevens in the playoffs, uh, they, they, they have a similarly abysmal. Dare, dare we do a little money line parlay? Nuggets mm. Raptors? I mean, I don't, I, they, they tell me that money line parlays are, uh, they tell me parlays are a kind of negative expected value. So I don't know if we should be recommending that. What are we, a bunch of nerds? I mean. If, we, if you were to parlay the Raptors and Nuggets money line, it's plus 342 right now. We could turn that 100 into a sweet 342. So that's what you're advocating? That's that's where you're going with it. That's what I'm doing. How many? How many? Uh, what percentage of your bets are parlays? Very few. Very really? few. Huh. I thought you. I thought you were a big parlay guy. Nah. Sometimes in the NFL season, I'll mess around with money line parlays, but huh. not really other than football. Interesting. Is there any reason for that? Uh, it's hard enough to win one bet. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And now, and now you want to you want to bet these. Two I agree with you though about the Nuggets. I would yeah. the Nuggets money line at plus one fifty. Yeah. I love that. I yeah. love it. Like, why not? I mean, again, I wasn't big on the Nuggets, but, I mean, Jokic is just, they have no answer. None. None. All right, everybody, thank you for listening to The Favorites. Make sure you go to iTunes, leave a five-star review, download, subscribe, do all that great stuff. Uh, you can also catch us on radio.com slash the Action Network or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, love you.